to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. Before I get into the meat of today's episode, I have a couple of announcements for you. First, I am going to be running a Black Friday slash Small Business Saturday slash Cyber Monday sale. I have a couple of done-for-you workout programs that are going to be 40% off, and I'm also going to be offering the next round of my Sane and Simple Nutrition course at 20% off. So just real quick, a done-for-you workout program is a PDF program essentially that you purchase. It includes lots of instructions. It gives you, in this case, three to four months of workouts and sometimes more than that. One of the programs has a bunch of bonus workouts and there are videos for everything. There's instructions like you basically purchase the program and you're going to be ready to rock and roll at the gym and crush your training. I don't discount these programs very often. I am really proud of them and I think that they're a really great resource for you. So if you are interested in grabbing those again for 40% off, I would love for you to join my email list um, and talk about that in just a sec. So as far as the nutrition program goes, Sane and Simple Nutrition is my signature group coaching nutrition program. It is a six-week program. It's a small, intimate, safe group. It's not like hundreds of people where you're going to have to air all your nutrition dirty laundry. It's definitely not that way at all. But in that course, I teach you the nutrition framework that I use to help clients feel good in their bodies um, and learn to make good food choices that are sustainable, okay? Hence, sane and simple. I am very anti-fad diet. I'm very anti-nutrition dogma. And I think that the more simple we can get, the more we can bring nutrition back to basics, the better lasting results we're going to have. So this will be, uh, I think, the fourth maybe the fifth time that I'm running this program. And I am probably gonna run it a couple of times, at least two times, maybe three times in 2023. But this will be the cheapest that you'll be able to get in the program. So I typically, I have a waitlist, which you can join anytime using the link in my Instagram bio. And waitlist members are gonna be able to save about 10, 15%. Uh, in this case, if you join the group on the Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday sale, you're going to save 20%. So I think that doing this program at the start of the year is a really great way to just um, take advantage of that exciting New Year energy. Let's be real. A lot of people go into the New Year feeling kind of shitty about the way they ate over the holidays, which hopefully if you listen to this episode, you'll get some tips to avoid that. But nevertheless, a lot of people are interested in making changes to their eating. And if you don't 
want this to be another year where you take some crazy challenge or you go on some super restrictive diet, if you want to learn how to make actual lasting changes to your nutrition so that you can get results and keep them, this is the program for you. Now, the program is not going to actually begin until I believe February 6th. So you'll have to wait a little bit, but um, you will be able to get some preliminary resources for me if you take advantage of the early discount. So all that being said, I am going to remind you um, if you follow me on social media about this, but uh, this will be the only time that you'll hear about this on my podcast because I won't be doing an episode next week due to travel. So if you want to take advantage of these discounts, save on my DIY workout programs and get that discounted entrance to the next round of Sane and Simple Nutrition in 2023, you need to be on my email list. I am going to drop a link in the show notes for you to join that list. So get on it now and then next week you'll get all of the details about the sale. Okay, so that's it for housekeeping. Um, Like I mentioned just now, this will be the last episode for November. So let me be the first to wish you a preemptive happy Thanksgiving. Today's episode is going to be all about managing the holidays. I'm going to share eight strategies, most of them around food, but not all, to help you make better decisions through the holidays so that you can not feel like shit. So many of us, and I'm absolutely raising my hand here because I very much fall into this group, we have like um, many past holidays that were just an absolute disaster when it comes to eating in a way that makes us feel good and taking care of ourselves. For a lot of us, this might have already began at Halloween, but really Thanksgiving is when it kicks off. We travel a lot of us or we have Friendsgivings or we have family Thanksgiving and we just start eating and a lot of times we don't stop. We transition from like regular eating mode into holiday mode. And when we're in holiday mode, we like to eat all of the things, oftentimes just because they're there. We may indulge in special treats that are are important to us and we can only have that time of year. For a lot of people, there's going to be a million and one holiday parties and get togethers, especially now as we're sort of fully coming out of the pandemic and a lot of people feel more safe to get together. There's going to be a lot of events, a lot of booze, a lot of candy and cookies and all of the holiday treats. And if you're not careful and if you don't approach things from a helpful, productive mindset, it's really easy to go through the whole holidays kind of in a Um, food and alcohol-induced days where you're just feeling not the greatest, you're sluggish, your energy's low, but you've already, you already feel like you've blown it, so to speak, and so you don't do anything to, you know, change your situation so you feel better, okay? So you're not eating any foods that are even remotely healthy, you're totally out of your routine, you're not asking for help, um, and you just tell yourself, well, I'll start over in January. And this is unhelpful for a few reasons. First of all, There are really only a handful of events most of us have to go through on the holidays, and I'm going to talk more about this later, but we don't have to just throw in the towel and say, okay, the entire last six weeks of the year, I'm eating off plan, I'm not exercising, fuck it. We can choose to indulge and let loose with the things and events that are really important to us and then just do our regular thing most of the time. It does not have to be so all or nothing black and white. And then The other thing, well, a couple other things. So if you do have some sort of a fitness or nutrition goal in January or February, you're really making it hard on yourself if you don't at least 
do some things in service of that goal. And I'm not even talking about weight loss here. Like, let's say you want to improve your fitness levels, like you're a creative person, you're tired of having no energy and feeling weak. You know, you can start training right now. And honestly, if you have a strength goal, it's a great time to train because you're getting a lot of extra calories that can be put towards productive workouts. But I digress. You are going to make it a lot harder to start those habits or get back into them if you just completely go off the wagon, okay? If even if you just do like a few small things throughout the season, you're going to have a much easier time getting the ball rolling in the new year. And then the final reason why this isn't helpful, which I think is the most important, is like we don't deserve to feel like shit all the time. Now, a lot of us may feel that way, which is a topic for another episode, but you really don't deserve to feel like that. And some of the things that have the biggest impact on how you feel are like how you move your body and what you put into your body. So even if you can just do a few workouts, you know, go for a walk every day, some of the things we're going to talk about today, even if half the time or a third of the time you eat meals that make you feel good, it's better than 0% of the time. And these things can have a really profound impact on how you move through the holidays. You'll have more energy, okay, which we all need this time of year. We have a lot going on. You will be less stressed about the whole situation instead of like feeling out of shape or feeling fat or feeling gross or all the feelings that come along with all this. You can be proud of just showing up and doing your best. You'll literally like not have that sort of gross, um, you know, over full unfocused feeling that we get when we're constantly overeating or eating foods that don't really work for us. Really, just all of this stuff contributes to this feeling of kind of bleh that a lot of us have experienced over the holidays. And if you truly want the holidays to be this like time where um, you're connected to tradition or family or friends or nostalgia, or even like if you're a musician, for example, and you have a shit ton of gigs that you need to be on for, taking care of yourself in the ways that I'm going to discuss in this episode will help a lot. You'll be more mindful, more engaged, more energized, and you will enjoy the season much more. So I want to share based on my own years of struggle with the holidays and working, of course, with hundreds of clients over the last nearly nine years, eight strategies that can really help you feel better this holiday season. Feel better about taking care of yourself, literally feel better, like have more energy and set yourself up for a healthy and productive 2023. So you don't have to do all these strategies that you certainly could, even just picking one or two will sometimes make a huge difference and prevent you from feeling like shit over the holidays. The first strategy, which honestly might be the most impactful, is to exercise, ideally with your regular routine, but let's just say a couple times a week, two, three times a week, and move your body daily. I've talked for years on my email list, and I believe I've mentioned it at least a few times so far on this podcast, about how important movement is to well-being. Our entire physiology, our body, our brain, all of it evolved to support movement. Basically, we're eating food and producing energy so that we can move and stay alive, if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective. So the the point of this is that if you don't move, if you're sedentary, if you're not using your body regularly, ideally every day, you are not going to feel your best, plain and simple. Your body is not designed to sit around and do nothing. Now, your brain loves to sit around and do nothing because it's preserving energy, uh, but if you just do that all the time, you're probably gonna feel shitty. And especially if you're someone who's worked out, you know what I mean. Like, if you're not 
If you haven't had an opportunity to start working out yet, you don't realize probably just how good you could feel. If you have worked out before and then you fall off it, you know you feel that difference. You feel that sluggishness, lack of energy, lack of motivation. So if we want to feel better during the holidays, it just makes sense to move. Now, there are other reasons to move, of course. Like I said a little bit ago, if you are going to be eating a lot of food over the holidays, what more productive way to channel that food than into strength training? Now, this isn't like workout to make up for the food that you ate. It's like using that energy to do something positive, to build muscle, to get stronger, to have kick-ass workouts. So that can be a really positive um, thing to do over the holidays. Also, just in general, like if you're walking regularly, it's going to help with digestion. It's going to get you out of the house, get you out in nature. All of these things can have a positive impact on your mood. So what I suggest is if you are someone who has been exercising consistently, just take an honest look at your holiday plans. A lot of times you probably need to dial your training back a little bit to account for holiday obligations, extra gigs, travel, parties, whatever. Don't be upset if you can't train four or five days a week. If you can only train two or three days a week, consider that a success. If, you're, if possible, do your best to lift twice a week if you've been lifting, and that will help maintain whatever strength and muscle you've already built. You don't need to worry about losing it. Um, it's a lot harder to lose those things than it is to build them in the first place. Now, ideally, we're also going to keep doing some type of daily movement like walking, like I mentioned, and if possible, if you've already been doing it especially, you want to maintain your cardio training. Um, cardio adaptations tend to fall away faster than strength and muscle adaptations, some of them. So what I mean is like if you've been biking a lot and you just stop biking altogether, you're going to feel that a lot more in January or February when you get back on the bike versus if you take a break from the weight room. So Basically, continue to do what you've been doing, but understand that you might need to dial things back and that's okay. And then as much as possible, just prioritize that low intensity daily movement like walking. The second strategy is to be really honest with yourself and to be discerning about what is truly a special occasion. The holidays are full of all kinds of shit, okay? I've already mentioned a bunch of it, but we have the literal holidays themselves Um with my family, for example, you, you would travel and you'd have Thanksgiving, but like Thanksgiving would then be you'd have a bunch of meals on Friday and a bunch of meals on Saturday and it would end up being like four days of overeating, essentially. You might have to go to parties for work or maybe you just have get togethers with friends, white elephants, potlucks, whatever. Um, your family might celebrate multiple holidays that involve eating and treats like there's a lot going on. And a lot of these things are really special and important and they should be honored and celebrated, okay? So again, for my family, the main thing is Thanksgiving. So like Thanksgiving Day is a day of probably feasting and I've accepted that. Now, what's important is to know that not every single thing all holiday season can be like a real special occasion where you uh, super overindulge in food and alcohol if you want to feel your best. So to continue using my example, it doesn't really make sense for me to eat a lot on Thanksgiving, whatever, relax, have fun, have some treats, and then do the same thing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I know I know from past experience, like even in my body as I'm telling this story, I can just feel how terrible I felt some years on Thanksgiving thanks to doing that. So in my case, it would be like, okay, Thanksgiving is the special occasion, but all the other days when I'm visiting my family, I don't need to go overboard because I know it doesn't make me feel good. For you, it might be maybe saying no to a party or maybe just like 
going to a certain event and trying your best to eat normally and not entering it with that mindset of, oh, I can eat whatever I want because it's the holidays. This also applies um, to something I'm going to say later, which I'll just give you a teaser of now, which is like not every food or treat or drink over the holidays is like actually that special. A great example of this is back in Halloween, like we all love Halloween candy, or at least I do. Uh, but if we're being honest with ourselves, we can get that candy any time of year, like full stop. We can go to the gas station, corner store, Walgreens, whatever, and buy it. Over the holidays, there might be some things that are more special, like perhaps you make Christmas cookies with your parents, um, or maybe you and your partner go out to some sort of like fancy meal, or you you have really nice, I don't know, bourbon or cocktails at a, a work party. But like a lot of the stuff is just basic food that you could get or make anytime. Like pies, for example, you know, maybe a relative makes a really great one. But like if you really want a pumpkin or a pecan pie, like you can make one or buy one at another time of year. You might have some stories in your head about how you can't do that. But if you're being honest, like you literally can go get that stuff. So we just don't want to enter the holidays thinking like everything is important. Everything should be enjoyed. Like we want to be discerning and we want to save. um, I don't like the word save, but we want to focus on those events that are truly special occasions. And the rest of the time we want to do our best to eat normally. So that brings me to strategies number three and four. Strategy number three is that we want to try to eat some protein and some plants with as many meals as possible. And this applies to regular meals. So like it's a fucking Wednesday in December and nothing's going on or it applies to the holidays themselves or to parties. When we focus on getting some protein and some plants in our meals, we are more likely to uh, feel full sooner and not overeat. These foods have higher satiety, which basically means they fill you up more. It's very difficult to overeat on like just protein. Now, if it's fried chicken or something like that, like sure, that's you're going to get more fat. It's going to be more palatable. But if we're eating some protein and we're eating like plants, so again, not talking like green bean casserole necessarily, but like a salad or some roasted veggies or things like that, that food is harder to overeat. Obviously, it's it's healthy for you. It's going to help you feel better and it's going to make it harder for you to overeat other stuff. Now, this doesn't guarantee you won't overeat other stuff. Um, as someone who struggled with binge eating disorder for many years, I know that um, if you really want to or choose to, you could certainly eat a lot more than that. But for most people, it's going to be very helpful to have that food in your stomach and it's going to prevent you from unnecessary, um, unwanted overeating. Strategy number four is that we want to make sure we're eating enough food. So here's what I don't want you to do. This is a strategy that some coaches recommend, including coaches that I've worked with. And I guess it might work for some people who have a really good relationship with food and with hunger. But for a lot of people, this is going to contribute to overeating. So what the strategy that they recommend, not that I'm recommending, is that if you have a holiday meal or a party, you're going to not eat much earlier in the day to save up calories for the party. So in theory, this sounds like a good idea. But what often ends up happening is that we get so hungry and stressed and we're just obsessing about all the food we're going to eat at the party that by the time we get there, we actually end up overeating more than we might have or eating more food than we even could have otherwise. It just makes sense to eat regular meals, not to preemptively restrict 
and not try to bank calories for later events. That is going to help you stay more sane around food so you're not thinking about it, obsessing, stressing about it. And it's probably actually gonna prevent you from overeating. So I do not want you to like fast all day before your holiday party or you know before Christmas or whatever. I want you to just try to eat normally and treat everything as much as possible as just normal and not to fall into the trap of restricting because it often leads to overeating and even potentially to binging. The fifth strategy, which I sort of already gave away, is to focus on the treats that you really like and pass on those that you could kind of take or leave. So I already gave you a few examples, but another one might be like, if you imagine those sheet cakes, like the frosted sheet cakes that you get at a grocery store, um, those cakes, like they're fine. I've yet to meet anyone who thinks like, wow, this is like, this is the dessert for me versus maybe a cake that your mom makes that you don't usually have or some sort of special Christmas or Hanukkah or another holiday cake, right? Those things might be more enjoyable or maybe you don't even like cake, but you like some other treat. Just because something is there or just because something is seasonal or available doesn't mean you have to eat it. A lot of these things are not actually that appealing to us when we stop and take the time to think like, do I really want this? Why do I crave this right now? Why am I eating this right now? And so many calories go toward this situational eating over the holidays. We are eating picking at hors d'oeuvres at the holiday party because it's there or because we're nervous. Or at the family event, we just keep going back for seconds or thirds or eating a bunch of extra desserts and things that we don't even actually want just because they're there. So we want to stay engaged in eating. Again, I'm giving away something I'm going to talk about later, but we want to stay present. Ask ourselves, like, do I actually want this right now? Be honest. And if you don't, pass, there might be some discomfort. There might be that urge of like, oh, but it's here. or I already said I was going to eat whatever I wanted. But practicing the ability to surf that discomfort and not respond to it is honestly one of the most crucial food skills. So what better place to practice than over the holidays? Enjoy, absolutely enjoy the things you really love. Indulge in holiday treats or nostalgia, but don't just eat everything, eat or drink everything that's there just because it's around. If something you don't actually like that much, you don't have to eat it. It's okay to skip it. So number six, again, one I have hinted at already, is that we really want to eat mindfully. Now, when I work with nutrition clients, and I'll give you a little spoiler teaser of my Sane and Simple Nutrition program, one of the most important initial habits that we build and that we maintain is the ability to eat slowly. So many of us eat fast. We eat while scrolling on our phones. We eat in the car. We eat walking around. We're not engaged. And then what happens is a lot of times we eat past the point of fullness, whereas if we ate more slowly, we might have stopped sooner. So a great holiday example would be like you have your first plate of food and you wolf it down and you go back for seconds. And by the time you're finishing the second plate, you're like so stuffed and you feel you're unbuttoning your pants and you feel gross. If you just slowed the fuck down with your first plate, you might have realize you didn't need a second plate or maybe you would have taken less food on that second plate. And that's really just a function of slowing down and checking in. When we practice slow eating, um, it also increases our enjoyment of our meal. So if you've ever had the experience of like eating a bag of chips and you're eating mindlessly and, and fast and you get to the bottom and you're like, I don't even remember eating these chips, but I ate the whole bag. You know what I'm talking about here. When we force ourselves to just slow down, 
to stay engaged, to focus on on the food and maybe our company and not on our phones or the TV or whatever, it's a lot more enjoyable to eat. And we might feel better with less food um, and we might just, you know, have better memories and experiences from our meals. So one thing I really love about slow eating and one reason why I teach it so early in my nutrition program is that slow eating is like one of the best habits that you can use in any food situation. You might be at a party where despite your best efforts, there is not a single vegetable (laughs) or maybe there's no lean proteins. It's like all fried food or sweets or whatever. Like there's not necessarily, um, you can't control that, right? Necessarily, but you can control the way in which you eat. You can eat slowly. You can stay engaged. You can check in with yourself. You know, what do I want? Like, do I want more? Am I good? Before you just go mindlessly grabbing more food. And you can apply this in literally any situation, even if there's no food that you would consider healthy. So this is a strategy that you can fall back on when everything else goes out the window and it will keep you feeling in control and centered and relaxed around food. So I highly recommend eating slowly and being mindful about um, your experience of the food, like staying present with the process of eating and not letting yourself fall into a million distractions. Number seven, so what should you do if you do go overboard or you do feel kind of gross about the way that you ate? The absolute worst thing that you can do is to throw up your hands and say, well, I blew it, so I'll just start in January and I'm going to use the rest of however much time is remaining in the year to eat all the treats and sweets and go totally off the rails and um, bail on my workouts and just relax. I think a lot of times, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, there's something about this that's like, Um, alluring. It feels like it will be fun. It feels like, oh, I can finally like relax around food. Like I can just do whatever I want. And we, a lot of times we like embrace this. You know, we, that's, I think that's one reason why some of us fall into this all or nothing thinking. It's like permission to relax a little bit, but I'm going to let you in on a secret. And this is something that I learned. I absolutely learned the hard way. (laughs) Eating this way it might seem fun and appealing and like sexy and whatever, but actually it isn't the opposite. It makes you feel like complete shit. It will physically make you feel like shit. You'll have like perhaps digestive or stomach issues. You might have acne. You might have low energy. Um, it's difficult to like muster the motivation to do stuff. Um, you might feel like sweaty, gross, like whatever the physical symptoms are that you get from like really over overdoing it and overindulging in food and drink. And then mentally, emotionally, it feels bad as well. Like it feels like you are not doing right by yourself. It feels like you're out of your integrity. It feels like you're letting yourself off the hook in like a bad way. So it doesn't really work out the way that we plan. So like we get all the bad physical effects. We get all the bad mental, emotional effects. And then we might like get out, get a little bit more out of shape or gain weight or other things that we spend a lot of time sort of like worrying about. It's just not worth it. What we want to do is to be kind to ourselves. So like, again, let's say you you quote unquote messed up, which I I hate that phrase, but you ate more than you wanted. You're not feeling that great. We don't want to jump to this extreme. We don't want to like give in to the temptation of thinking it's going to be great to eat whatever we want and not do anything for the next six weeks. We want to be kind and say like, it's fine. It's normal. It's holidays. Not the end of the world. Um, You know, maybe we ate that way because we were really enjoying it. a special treat or something, whatever. There's no sense in beating ourselves up about it. And we also don't want to jump to, well, I might as well give up. 
We want to be kind and then we want to basically just get back to normal. Now, what we also don't want to do, uh, which people don't do as much over the holidays, I think they're more prone to this first scenario where they just give up entirely. Um, but this does happen a lot throughout the year, which is that then people try to overly restrict to like punish themselves. And that also doesn't work because you're white knuckling it. You're spending tons of mental energy thinking about food and like placing unrealistic expectations on yourself, especially given the crazy food environment of the holidays. And then you're just more likely to overeat and binge again, and it just makes you feel worse. So be kind, don't stress, but then just get back to whatever you were doing before, like eat normally, exercise, don't over-exercise, and just like move on, move on and, and let it be. We don't want to view these entire six weeks as all or nothing, okay? We want to just see like we might have a few days or weeks, whatever, where we're eating a lot, we're not exercising, like whatever, but then the rest of it is just normal living, okay? When we can have more of the holidays be this like normal living time where we're not um, super restricting and we're also not going totally off the rails, we are a lot more likely to just feel better and feel less stressed about food. The final strategy is not specifically related to food or exercise, but it absolutely indirectly is related to these things because it affects how you feel and how you show up and like why you might need coping mechanisms um, during the holidays. So this strategy is that we need to set boundaries and we need to ask for help when we need it. A lot of people take on a ton of responsibilities over the holidays. And sometimes it's necessary. Other times we just do it because um, maybe we've always done it or because we think people expect it of us. When in reality, if we stopped and said, like, first of all, maybe I don't want to do this certain thing. Maybe I want to change this tradition or I want to skip this party. Um, most of the time, that's not going to affect our relationships negatively. Like, people will understand. Um, and if they don't, you know, um, maybe you need to have a conversation with that person, whatever. Maybe that person is just sort of acting out of their own holiday stress. Um, but usually it's not that big of a deal. And then also, like, maybe we could ask somebody else to take on a certain task or we could ask for help with something instead of doing it all ourselves. Like a lot of the time people are totally willing to help and we just have to ask for it. So if you are feeling really stressed about the holidays, um, let me real quick say like one reason why you might have a really hard time resisting quote unquote like treats and, and booze and why you might feel like, oh, I need food to like give me this escape is because there's just way too much fucking stress in the rest of your life. So if you are feeling that way, you will really do yourself a favor and really make holiday eating a lot easier if you can set some boundaries, say no when appropriate, if you can ask for help, if you can delegate, and just take more time to do the things you actually want to do over the holidays instead of all the shit that your family expects or other people feel like you should do. This is or can be very challenging, especially in families with like really entrenched roles and traditions and expectations. But you really owe it to yourself if you always struggle during the holidays to take a look at how you're spending your time and consider if you could do something differently. Remember that um, while a lot of times overeating and and binging and treats and stuff is like an environmental thing, probably more of the time. It's a totally rational, um, you know, to your brain at least, coping mechanism that gives you a sense of relief and connection. And if you are super stressed out, um, you're just a lot more likely to fall into those unhelpful coping mechanisms like food or for some people it might be alcohol, other things as well. So 
We can't only put a Band-Aid on the behavior. It's also essential to understand why we're doing the behavior because all behavior serves a purpose. So if that behavior is happening because the holidays are super stressful and you have too much on your plate, it might be helpful to take a look at that. So to summarize, I am sharing today, or I did share rather, eight strategies to help you make better choices around food and movement over the holidays because I want you, I don't want you to feel like shit. I want you to feel good and I want you to stay present over the holidays and not check out in like a haze of overeating and stress and all of the negative things that can come along with the holidays. The first strategy is to exercise. Ideally, just keep your normal routine, but it's okay to reduce it a little bit. But stay consistent with exercise and move daily through walking is a great way to do that. Strategy number two is to be really honest about what is truly a special occasion and what is just like a thing you have to do or something that you could live without. Number three is to eat some protein and some plants with as many meals as possible. This is going to help with energy and fullness and potentially reduce the chance of overeating. Number four, also to um, help with those things, is make sure you're eating enough food. Don't fall into the trap of preemptively restricting calories and banking them for later meals because that usually tends to backfire. Number five is to be discerning. Focus on the treats, booze, traditions, whatever that you really enjoy and that are meaningful um, and leave the rest, especially leave stuff you don't actually like that much or that you could honestly just get anytime if you wanted to. Number six is no matter what situation you find yourself in, whether it's a normal quote unquote healthy meal or like a super unhealthy meal at a party, we want to eat slowly and we want to stay mindful and be engaged in the process of eating. Number seven, if you do feel like you went overboard or made a decision that doesn't feel good, don't go um, super restrictive and don't go diving into a pile of junk food for the rest of the year. Okay. We want to be kind to ourselves and accept that it happened. And then we want to just get back to regular routine with less stress and less concern. And then the final strategy is that we want to set boundaries and ask for help where we need to. A lot of times overeating over the holidays, like yes, the environment puts all those foods in front of us, but if we're super stressed, um, we are more likely to reach for them as comforting and coping mechanisms. So if you find that your stress levels are out of control and your eating's out of control over the holidays, this might be a place to examine how am I spending my holiday season and could I change it so that I will feel better. Once again, I want to remind you that I'm going to be doing a big sale on my fitness programs, the done for you ones, not uh, one-on-one coaching. And I'm going to be offering discounted access, the most discount you'll get all year to the next round of my Sane and Simple Nutrition coaching group, which is going to launch at the beginning of February. This will be my last podcast for November. Happy preemptive Thanksgiving. I'm going to be um, in Seattle area with my family all week, which I'm really excited about. But I won't be talking about this again on the podcast. So if you want to get those deals, make sure you're on my email list. I will drop a link in the show notes and you can join there. Um, As always, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode in, uh, I guess it'll be November 30th, actually, now that I'm thinking. But in a couple of weeks, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. 
These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.